0: Uh, baseball family <laughs> the intro dance party you know just gets a little out of hand sometimes and and uh then we get a little distractification well i feel like
1: know. i feel like that intro has a very abrupt ending
0: <laughs> this time <laughs> yeah. yeah today it did yeah yeah i don't know what happened anyway baseball family <laughs> we're really excited to see you here we hope you're having such a wonderful time and uh at the beginning of the show we'd like to tell you how awesome you are and we like to thank you for being here with us. It is playoff baseball time. We absolutely love it, but it is very, very special time of year because tomorrow begins the World Series. Oh, <laughs> man. It's so exciting. I are can't wait. Especially, am,
1: Brig. Especially, Brig, because it's happening. Games three, four, and five, if necessary, are down the street from my house. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. absolutely right. Show sure enough, but so I, I'm cool. not going to a game. I'm just gonna I'm gonna settle for a t-shirt this time. Yeah, so. t-shirts
0: are good. Yeah, I think that makes a lot, a whole heap of <laughs> sense to me. Uh, baseball family, before we get started, we want to give you uh, a quick rundown on ways you can support the show. The first thing I wanted to bring to your attention is how big a deal it is when you hit the like and the subscribe button. Especially on YouTube, that goes a lot further than you think. So, take a minute, jump over there, hit the like and subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. But, if, particularly if you're on YouTube, that is a big, huge help. All right. And we'll tell you more in a minute. But first, let's recap the Games Seven. Yes, that's how you say that. The Games Seven. Of is, it? The is it the Games Seven series? Not mm-hmm. Game
1: Sevens, because I always assumed that Game Seven was a singular event. So, it'd be Game Sevens. Really? Oh,
0: That's... we should look this up. Is it game seven? We'll do it. We'll do it after. Game sevens. Baseball family, if you have an opinion, I need you to let us know in the commentary section. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut gallery, go. Okay, uh, let's jump into the ALCS. The ALCS was interesting for a number of reasons, but the, the chief bullet point for me was just how... how uh dramatically the rangers walloped the astros in that game seven i think that an 11 to 4 score is just one of those things that's undeniable almost doesn't matter how well or poorly either team played with a score like that it's hard to refute right well and the other
1: thing too is that it's not like they built up on those 11 runs over i mean yeah they they it took them a lot of the game but The vast majority of that came early, right? Like they were scoring early and often and they put this game away two thirds like,
0: of the way through. Yeah. So that's how that's it felt. The thing that
1: blew my mind with it.
0: Yeah. It felt like, what are we even still doing here? And I know baseball is one of those sports where you can have a lot of wild and zany things occur, but for whatever reason, that game just felt all of the way just done early, just like yeah. you
1: said.
0: Well, that so the
1: Rangers jumped up to a three nothing lead in the first inning, and and I was actually at uh, my son's football practice. It was yeah. his last one, so we were doing parents versus kids, and that was a ton of fun. But <laughs> yeah. I was checking my phone periodically to see what was going on, and I was like, "Oh, three nothing. That's not much of a lead against the Astros, but mm-hmm. it could get the job done." And there's three one. I was like, "Okay, we got ourselves a ball game." Yeah. But then by the time we were done. It was what? It was eight to two. And I was like, yeah,
0: yeah, this game's over. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you text me like, or I texted you, I'm like, are you watching this? And you're like, no, nah, I, I can't right now. I'm like, oh, okay, well, because yeah. I couldn't make sense of it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what is happening because, you know, Evan Carter, Adoles Garcia, um, they just were killing it. And Adolis Garcia, ALCS MVP, easy, but especially mm-hmm. – in that game, it just felt like he just icing on the cake for the series that guys had. Yeah, you know, maybe the biggest mistake the Astros made was waking
1: up his bat, even though it, I guess it had been awake the whole time, right? Yeah, because yeah. there was only
0: one game in the series where he didn't get a hit, right? So yeah, he was eleven for two in postseason games this year so far, with seven home runs, and five of them came against the Astros in the championship series. So put that in your organ and pound it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. If that's so he so he hit a he hit safely in 11 of 12 games, Briggs, I think what you were trying to say there. <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, 11 of 12. <laughs> yeah, he he was the man for the Rangers in yeah. the uh, and the ALCS. Far and away definitely deserved the deserve the AL ALCS MVP and uh just, I mean despite everything, I guess the Rangers or the Astros probably did try to take him out of the game. And maybe that's maybe
0: they did throw at him, right? Maybe they were trying to get maybe him suspended did. instead of a I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. But it, either way, it didn't work out well. Uh, yeah. the NLCS was equally interesting. It was a much tighter game score-wise, but as I was watching it, I left feeling that Philly got outplayed, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. That was the t- that was not just pitching, but fielding. I felt was crisp. I felt it was urgent. I felt it was they they had as many opportunities and took advantage of them and made the plays that were necessary, which sounds heavily sort of reductionist. But it's not because that's how it goes. Some days you just show up and some days you don't. And this day, the Arizona Diamondbacks were all over the field. They were killing it.
1: So the thing that's crazy, though, is that like... I'm going to go back and look at this real quick just to make sure. But I feel like the Phillies had... Okay, they didn't in game seven they didn't have an error but a lot of the games in the series they had one or two errors yeah in the field and the diamondbacks i I was going through kind of recapping and we'll get there in a bit but the diamondbacks are legitimately like the best defensive team in the league
0: yes across major league errors yeah yes
1: and that ended up being a significant difference maker in this series where you've got one team that's all offense and some pretty darn good pitching. I'll give them that. For but sure. then you've got a team that trust that where the pitchers can trust the defense. And then you get that offense, you get the offense moving. And the thing that is the thing that blew my mind, like big time break is that JT Romuto and the pitching staff could not stop the Diamondbacks from running once they started.
0: That's right. Oh, man. Once they got moving, it was, Dude. that was it. Dude, and that um, that Gabriel Moreno single, was it like in the fifth with uh, Corbin Carroll dancing off second base, mm-hmm. was just, it was so, I mean, it was just a regular old run-of-the-mill single, but Corbin Carroll's speed and the jump he got on top of the lead he took, which was so liberal, off second base, well the fact that he wasn't
1: around, but he got onto second base because he stole he stole exactly. second base, right? Yeah, you're right. So you're you right. get that thing moving, and then you get guys who have confidence in running the bases. And like you said, a, a pretty liberal lead at second base because yeah, nobody's paying any attention to you.
0: Yeah. Carroll has stolen four. So he has four stolen bases this postseason, uh, all by himself. Marte has two, and even Alec Thomas has a stolen base. Alec Thomas postseason. is the fastest person I've ever seen. I think, dude. So, but but what I'm saying is, you don't think of like he's not the name that keeps getting tossed around, right? Because Corbin
1: Carroll's so fast,
0: right? Right. the The whole lineup, though, is stealing bases. And when we get to the Rangers, I'll tell you why that's interesting. But we'll, let's you know, let's let's not put the cart before the horse. But right, uh, yeah. Cattell Marteby ended up being the NLCS MVP uh, again. Has safely hit in 12 games so far of the postseason. That's a 16- 16.
1: All 12,
0: yeah, all 12. Right, that's a 16 game hit streak in the postseason. Has yet to play a postseason game in the history of his life where he has not earned a hit. That he's not gotten a hit in a postseason game. What <laughs>
1: it's crazy because he's just kind of been hanging out in Arizona. I think a lot of people forgot about him, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit. I don't want to say in obscurity but he hasn't been the this guy for the last couple no. years cuz he hasn't been healthy but now it's like right. okay like are we maybe seeing I mean this is certainly the Marte that Seattle fans were hoping was going to show up right this is Let's the remember. this is the guy the Seattle fans were like oh we traded this dude and now it's like MVP candidate next year question mark
0: well if he keeps, if he keeps up keeps the this performance up? yeah exactly then remember that year he was the only diamondback of the all-star game and we're all like whoa like the whole world was like who's that guy right yeah Yeah. this is that guy yep it is so let's get into world series preview we're going to talk about these things as we go Uh, we're going to weave in some context and not just going to number dump on you but basically we want to remind you of some of the things that brought the teams to where they are now uh and then we'll we'll throw some tidbits in there for you as well So the Arizona Diamondbacks, first thing you should know about them is they have been dubbed the answerbacks, so you can feel cool if uh, you're talking to your other (laughs) baseball team or your other baseball fans, they're Arizona answerbacks. They do just that. They answer back. Their their National League regular season record was 84-78. and That's tied for the worst record in playoff, uh, in this This year's playoffs with the Marlins. Yeah, this year's playoffs. They finished second in the NL West. Uh, And in offensive categories, during the regular season, they were 22nd overall in home runs with 166. Uh, Stolen bases, they flipped to the other side, had 166. That's number two overall in Major League Baseball for the the regular season. Dead in the middle on earning walks. Um, When it comes to striking out at the plate, they were fourth in Major League Baseball.
1: Fourth fewest. Oh, so for not, a, not, not a team that strikes out. Not oh, a team good. That strikes I out was off.
0: like, this does not... As I read that stat, I was like, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. My eyes saw something different. Yes, they strike out the least. The fewest. The the, the not as muchest. Yes, much there best. you go. Um, batting average, tied for 13th. Middle of the road. OPS, 17th. Middle of the road. Uh, and the, But then you've got your small ball category. Take us through these, because these are the really good ones.
1: So... This is this is what's crazy to me is that so first off when you go to sac flies um they had 50 of them this year that puts them fourth most in major league baseball this year. Um I love sac flies productive outs. I re- obviously'd rather either have a home run or have a guy on base, but if it comes down to it sac fly perfectly there's nothing wrong with it. But this is the one that gets me right here. So you've got this team that was 22nd in major league baseball in home runs but they're first They had 36 sack bunts this year. They are first. This is a small ball team Mm -hmm. playing, which is interesting because they're playing in the desert. You think the ball would fly, but they play with the dome closed all the time, pretty much, especially during the summer. And so the ball doesn't fly. So they've got to, they can't count on it going out. They've got to find other ways to manufacture runs and they're, they're sack doing sack bunts and they're stealing bases. That batting average of, two, of 250 is good enough for them. They're drawing Brilliant. some walks, but the big thing is they're not striking out. Right? Right. Sack flies, yeah. sack bunts, things like that. They're productive at the plate. They're putting the ball in play, and it's it's really beneficial for them. Um, yeah. Pitching and defense, I thought this was really interesting to go through. Their team ERA, their 20th in Major League Baseball, 17th in home runs allowed, uh, 16th in walks. They're not giving up a bunch of walks. and but their pitchers are also not striking guys out because like I said, the pitchers can trust the defense 56 errors committed this season. That's first in major league baseball. And then they're tied for first in fielding percentage at 990. So behind the pitchers, like, like I said, they can trust those guys big time. They can, they can throw strikes, let guys put it in play and they're going to make it happen. They're going to get outs for them.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I love those small ball details. I love them mm-hmm. so much. Um, okay, I was looking this up while you were talking, uh, and so I apologize for a little bit of a digression here. But I wanted to know where they land on payroll in the league because oh, they have yeah. small, smaller market, smaller baseball, smaller style of baseball. I want to say they're off the
1: top of my head. They're twenty second,
0: twenty first, twenty first, and twenty one yeah. out of thirty. They they have a, a their payroll right now. Is one hundred sixteen million dollars and change. It's like one hundred sixteen point four million dollars. Their highest played, highest paid player this year got DFA'd. Yeah, yeah, he's still getting. He's Mad Bum is still getting paid for nothing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. For um, watching baseball on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so, while did you get into pitching? Because I was looking that up and didn't.
1: I did. Yep, I did pitching. Eight Let's minutes. talk
0: about how they got here. How they got to the yeah, World yeah. Series. They
1: swept the Brewers in the wild card round, a two game sweep. That's what you want to call it. Division Series pounded the Dodgers, three game sweep. (laughs) And then in the league championship, like we talked about, they beat the Phillies four games to three. Um, And it's crazy that these
0: teams both played 12 games to get here in an identical path. It's, It's bananas. I. Yeah, I love that. I love that they're lower seed teams. I love that they're mm-hmm. underdogs. I love that it's the first time in forever. You know, it's the Rangers have never even won a World Series. Like, this right. is their first chance to win a World well, Series. That's fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's their chance to win their first, yeah, because they were in the World Series, what was it, about a decade
0: ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I worded that poorly. You're right. It's not their first chance to win one. It's their first chance. The...
1: Their chance to win
0: their first. That's Thank you. <laughs> it's, been <laughs> it's been a whole day. A whole day, everybody. Just leave me alone. Okay, uh, let's talk about some impact players to watch going in for the Diamondbacks. We've got some defensive guys to pay attention to, uh, offensive stuff, and some pitching. Uh, the first thing is, I think Catal Marte, like we talked about. Is easily one of the most high impact players on the team. Here's some statistics. His batting average is 358, which in today's game is astronomical, right? And you can mm-hmm. complain all you want about batting average, but let's back it up. His on base percentage 382, slugging 604, and his OPS is a team leading 986. Now, baseball family, these are just postseason numbers. These don't, I didn't factor in any of the regular season. This just, all of these numbers start with Milwaukee, the games in Milwaukee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only hit two home runs, but he's he's uh, brought in seven RBIs with that 358 batting average. He's stolen two bases, worked two walks and struck out 16 times. Then there's Corbin Carroll, who's a super duh. He leads the the team in his on base percentage at 396, which is great because he also leads the team in stolen bases at four, and he works his walks. He leads the team with seven.
1: That's good. I was going to yeah. say with Marte, the only concern I would say is those sixteen strikeouts.
0: Yeah, because you can't sure. say
1: that he's a one of those three, tr- like the three tr- three true outcome guys, because he is still getting on base. He's not hitting a bunch of home runs, right? Yeah, he's right. driving in runs as well, but those sixteen strikeouts are are
0: kind of problematic when it comes to having guys on base. Yeah, they are. Um, Gabby Moreno. If let's move down to Moreno, he's the catcher. His average, 279, OBP, 340, slugging 512, and OPS is 352, which is fine. But somehow he's also in the nine category. He has nine RBIs, and uh, he has not stolen a base because you don't want your catcher stealing bases. We've lost Brad. I don't know where he went, but uh, he'll be right back, I'm sure. So you don't want your catchers necessarily trying to steal a base, so that's not a threat. Um, but he does work a walk, and the, his problem is also the twelve strikeouts. Um, but he'll hit; he has a better chance of hitting a home run as of this postseason than does Cattell Marte, which I think is pretty pretty interesting. Um, sticking with Arizona really quick, I'm going to walk you through some of the pitchers that you should look out for and why, and then we'll move over to Texas and talk about the Rangers. So Zach Gallen, obviously starting pitcher, he's there. He's their go-to guy. He's their ace. Twenty-two and a third innings pitched through. This is just through the postseason. He's he's given up twenty-four hits, but in his ERA uh, is the the highest on starting pitching. Is at a two or five two, four. He's got a five to four ERA. Um, he also is uh, he gives he's given up nine walks, which is highest on the team. Um, he has thirteen strikeouts and with hitters in position. With His whip, his whip is one point four eight. So Zach Gallon, we really like Zach, and we think he's he's a tremendous pitcher. But he has some holes that, if you're not careful, um, you you know he'll 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 eat the. Hi, Brad. There he Hi, is. Hi, I'm back. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for letting me. <laughs> thanks for interrupting what I was. Couldn't say. I had another well, so word this, Problem. This is the
1: thing about Zach Gallon is that he was really great during the regular season, but he has not been great during the postseason but the nice thing is that brandon fought has been great in his place
0: brandon fought over the postseason 16 to two-thirds innings pitched um he's only given up 15 hits so it's 10 fewer now you can account that for the fewer number of innings um but if you look at his era this is where it really gets interesting because he has a 2.7 era uh, which is half or so of what gallon has had for this postseason um and his it's strikeout the numbers her strikeout the numbers walks are brig weak. the walks oh yeah he's only he's only given up three walks this whole time thank you for that walks and kill man he has struck out 22 batters he's faced just by comparison gallon 5.24 era nine walks 13ks flip that around with fought who's a rookie by the way have we mentioned that he's a rookie well he this he is... was
1: up and down from between phoenix and reno a lot this year too that at one point i think his era was like 7 it was you know and he was like 1 in 6 but then he
0: like something he figured something out yeah he did 22 strikeouts only 3 walks his whip is 1.08 then you've got a bunch of stuff i'm going to skip all the stuff with the relief pitchers but i do want to talk about seawald And Ginkle really quick because Seawald and Ginkle are the one-two punch at the end of the game, and they're going to shut the door on everybody. Ginkle, nine innings pitched, Seawald eight. Um, Let's get into their ERAs because this is really impressive. Donuts. Their, Their earned run average combined is zero this postseason. Both of them have a zero earned run average they 've only given up three walks between them they have collectively struck out 24 batters it's crazy you're yeah. playing seven inning games at that point that's it that's all it's it's literally lights out anyway mm-hmm. all right baseball family really quick we wanted to let you know that we are on patreon if you're not yet aware of that' a, little of a quick reminder uh, that is one of the best ways to support the show if you are if you haven't already like and subscribed and you want to do more, If you have already liked and subscribed, what is happening to me tonight? Then you want to do more. You go to Patreon, and you find out that for uh, as little as $1 a month or as much as $500 a month, there is a bunch of stuff that we will provide for you that is extra far and above and super exciting. Go to patreon.com forward slash whatever it is. Just search for baseball together because I don't think it works that way. There's a link in the description. And there's a link in the description. Always. Brad's going to talk about the Rangers while I catch my breath. When All right, let me tell you about down. the Rangers.
1: So the Rangers finished the season 90 and 72. They lost the division title the last day of the season. They finished second, but it's kind of where it turns out it's worked out for them, right? Yeah. All the controversy with uh, the buy and every the buy round and everything like that, they took advantage, and here they are on the World Series. So let's talk about their offense. The Rangers have an absolutely dynamite offense. Fourth in Major League Baseball in home runs. Uh, this is one thing they don't do, though, because they don't really have to. If you're hitting the ball with a fence, you don't have to move guys around. So they're not still in bases. They're 27th in Major League Baseball in stolen bases. They are third in walks. Very patient team at the plate. 14th in strikeouts. That's 14th fewest mm. with strikeouts. Right yeah. 263 batting average. That puts them second. And then with a... 790 OPS that's third in major league baseball. So we talked about small ball with the, with the D backs. The Rangers are not a small ball team, obviously 22nd in the league in sack bunts. They don't do that. They don't have to, right. But because they have so much power on that team, they get a bunch of sack flies They're six, in major League baseball and sack flies. So if they have a runner on second or third. You can pretty much count on that guy. If there's one or zero or one out, uh, you can, you can count on that guy getting moved over. Cause they're going to hit a, a deep fly ball. Yeah. Pitching. The Rangers had some issues with pitching early in the season. And I was, I, I was convinced this was going to be their downfall break yeah, that you were. Yeah. And it pretty close. It was pretty close to being their downfall. Um, team ERA four to 4.28. That's 18th in major league baseball home runs allowed 198. That's 18th in major league baseball, which actually pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say that's not as bad but, as it sounds. Yeah. Um they walk a lot of guys for uh 491 walks. Um, they don't strike out a lot of guys, third uh, 1351. That's third 23rd, sorry, in major league baseball. Um, but they don't commit any errors either because the D backs were one fifty-six and the Rangers are number two with 57. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and I said the D-backs were tied at a 990 fielding percentage, they're tied with the Rangers. So <laughs> We're going to get a defensive battle here. Yeah. it's pretty yeah, much how we, this is going to go. Um, Brig, why don't you tell them about how they got here? I'm going to look up because I forgot to look up how these two teams went head-to-head this season. Okay, and then I'll tell you the payroll.
0: I'll tell you the payroll. How they got here, uh, they entered the wild card round and defeated the Rays in a two-game sweep, Brad. Two-game sweep. Two-game sweep. <laughs> a div- that's, two in a that, row. That's a streak in this house, okay? <laughs> <A> two-game streak. <laughs> the Division Series uh, they went continued their streak, extending it to five. They defeated the Orioles three to zero. And then in the championship series, they defeated the Astros four games to three, which we've just gone over. Let me pull up their, uh, their number nine in payroll. Uh, they sit at $195.8 million total in payroll. Um, and it, to me, that's just... Uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's not like the most interesting thing. Well, but it does so show how you much what... how much of that is sitting on the IL though? Right. DeGrom, I don't know. I don't have that right? data. But that's a great question because that is a super relevant. Like Degrom is one of those that's a mm-hmm. big money guy on the IL. So yeah. it would be interesting to see what they're playing with. Av- a- average annual value on yeah. the field during the playoffs. Versus but I mean, the- there
1: is there is still a lot there because you got Seeker and Simeon. That, you got a bunch are, of money tied up in your middle infield.
0: <laughs> wasn't it like, like a six hundred million dollar total over the I course? of think so, of something each like that. Together or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So okay, get this, Greg.
1: These two teams played to each other four times this year because of balanced schedule. Everybody's playing each other. Yeah, the D backs won the season series three games, uh, three games to one. Whoa. outscored the rangers 26 to 19
0: whoa What? When? when what
1: point in the season you would ask that wouldn't you i would because
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant <laughs> it is
1: relevant for both these teams yeah, so first they played in may first they split a series in texas in may okay two games yeah yeah and then they played in the middle of august when mind you the d-backs I guess they, they had kind of started to figure things out again. Um, but, but that they was when Texas was, hurt, was hurting. Right. And the D-backs won both of those games in Arizona. Hmm.
0: Okay. Let's talk about people to look out for if you want to know who to root for on the Rangers squad. Uh, I vote for Corey Seager. He, yeah. His postseason numbers, get this, his, he leads the team in, batting average at 333 his on-base percentage is a team leading 483 slugging a 644 and then his ops leads the team as well at 1.127 brad i feel like every time i turned around that dude was hitting a double it, seriously seriously his offensive production is just insane and uh yeah he's he's worth all of the money and all of the whatever else he's they they needed him three home runs um so he's more of an extra base hit guy than six rbis there's more evidence of that there he does not steal bases has not yet in the postseason i think that's a business uh, decision too i think so too but and also he's he has... starting out on second base so he doesn't need to exactly he's also worked 12 walks 12 he struck he's only struck out seven times those again just postseason numbers hmm yeah. That's just postseason numbers. Um, Adolis Garcia is really fun to talk about. 327 batting <laughs> average, just right behind uh, Seager. 352 OBP, slugging at 750. That leads the team this postseason. His OPS is 1.102, which is just a handful of points behind Seager. He, though, has seven home runs and a whopping team postseason leading 20 runs batted in. Uh, one stolen base, which I think is a miracle, and then 20 <laughs> or zero walks. Nobody he doesn't ever go free he's the, he's a free swinger, strikes man. Out. Yeah, he strikes out. He has 16 strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I was gonna say he's of course he's leading the team with 20 RBIs because seven of those are him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: you take that away, I think he'd still be leading the team.
0: Well, let's just go down the list. Corey Seeger, six RBIs this postseason, young eight. Carter, five, low, six. Yeah, he still would be leading, at least yeah. of the guys that I chose to, to highlight, he would be leading the team yeah. this postseason. So those are just a couple of things. I think it's going to be interesting for the D-backs to attack this team in terms of strikeouts because if you look at it this way, Seager has the fewest strikeouts on this list at seven, but Garcia, 16Ks, young 15 K's Carter, 11 K's and low 20 strikeouts by himself. So this is,
1: I think something that they're probably going to do is they're going to try to take Seeger out of the series offensively. Like yeah. what they did with Schwarber and Harper game six and seven. Just pitch don't pitch him to him. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. You can, you can pitch to the dude. Don't put him on, but make him chase. Don't pitch. Don't throw him strikes. Yep. I think that's what, I think that's what they're going to
0: do with Seeger. I think so too. That's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. And then I would go after these other guys and make them. Oh yeah, just force them to challenge. You know, I might, really I might kind
1: of pitch it. around Garcia if there's somebody on. But if there's nobody yeah. on, let him hit a solo home run if that's what he does. That's um,
0: fine. But yeah, no, I, Bend, don't, I don't think Ben don't break right. Ben don't exactly break right. Yeah, yep. the the pitching really quick for uh, Texas is really interesting. Nate Evaldi, 26 innings pitched this postseason already. He Lights and Montgomery Mon- Montgomery's had 25 innings pitched this postseason Um, they've each given up 21 and 28 hits respectively Um, two home runs each that is all seven earned runs for Evaldi six earned runs for Montgomery Evaldi's ERA is 242 Montgomery's is 216 they've both worked uh, allowed four walks rather here's where the difference maker comes in (laughs) Evaldi has twenty-eight strikeouts this postseason and Montgomery has 17. That's a huge difference. So
1: this is in, the thing though, is that these two dudes are like it right now. Yep. As far as productive pitching, like they got the four wins they needed out of the Astros from those two
0: guys. That right just exactly. Yes,
1: like that that's kind of the problem. They might. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it could work out for him, right? Because yeah, if you have those could. guys, those both those guys pitch twice, you've got your four wins right there. You could. Um, yeah. But the problem is LeClerc. He had a huge lead to work with in game yes. seven, and it was looking a little dicey. Got shaky. Yeah. He was having a hard time getting out of that inning despite the huge cushion. And maybe it was because of the huge cushion, right? Maybe it was one of those things where you get a little bit complacent. Allow a home run to Jose Altuve. Yeah. Walk a guy. Then you're like. But he also gave up that three-run home run to Altuve. And what was that, game five?
0: Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they had
1: game five wrapped up. And he he got cute. I think I talked got about cute. this before with the yeah. with the pinch hitter who's hitting 152. And then game six, he comes after him and strikes him out.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know that would have been game over if he'd done that in game
1: five. Single is it Singleton?
0: Singleton. I I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Like Leclerc, I feel like has a tendency to get cute with guys. He shouldn't. He just needs to go after him, and it could end up being a problem for them against the Diamondbacks again. Here's the thing though
0: about the pitching is that Heaney and Dunning uh, combine. If you do the kind of a bullpen day mm-hmm. on one of those days you throw those two guys back to back and nine times out of ten you're going to end up with something very close to montgomery right yeah with the two of those guys together yeah yeah if You stack. Yeah, them, i think you will yeah so yeah, and then
1: it's, it's gonna be tough can we talk about or all this chapman for just a minute though <laughs> we have to <laughs> like it's too good it's mind-boggling the fall that guy has taken that you can't put him into a high leverage situation and count on him anymore. You can put him in, in the eighth in the seventh or the eighth inning and be like, just please just hold the lead. Just be cool bro." And it yeah, might be happen. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Be cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is his command is down, right? His, his velocity is still oh hundred. He hit,
1: he hit Chas McCormick with one Oh four in the back of the leg.
0: Exactly. I'm surprised I didn't walk. No seriously. he probably can't right now. Um, but that's but if, if you can't hit your spots, it doesn't matter. And isn't it uh wasn't it David Cohn that said some of the best things you can do is take a little off of it, and make your spots. So, so that's how Greg Maddox made his money. Maddox it, that's exactly how he did it. So really interesting. okay, let's get into the schedule. The World Series schedule starts tomorrow <laughs> night, 8 p.m Eastern on Fox. Games all games are 8 p.m. Eastern. All games are oh, 8 p.m. All are.
1: Eastern on Fox, yep. Oh,
0: Fabulous. Uh, yeah, games 1 and 2 will be in Arlington. That's Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th. There will be a travel day on the 29th in between where they will move to Phoenix. And at Chase Field, you'll see games 3, 4, and 5 if necessary. That'll be 30, 31, and November 1st, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Thursday, they will travel back to Arlington, should that be necessary for game six and maybe seven. That will be Friday and Saturday, the 3rd and the 4th of November. Brad, who you got after all of that info?
1: Who do I got? Yeah. I'll tell you who I got. I got my Diamondbacks, baby. Oh! (laughs) I I didn't think they would make it. Past the Dodgers, they shocked me. I didn't think they would make it past the Phillies. They stunned me. I am not falling off. I'm not going to let them fool me a third time break. I'm going for the Diamondbacks. If JT Real Mudo couldn't stop this team from running, Jonah Heim doesn't stand a chance. And I've been talking about Jonah Heim all season. I like that dude. But he's no JT Real Mudo, right? right? So. He's just not.
0: That's true. Yeah, and I think when and it comes down to the pitching matchups, are. I
1: think I think I think the D-backs are going to win the pitching matchup, they're going to win the defensive matchup and uh, it's going to come down to making things happen on the base paths and they're way better at it. They are.
0: So, I'm going to say D-backs in 6. In 6. I want desperately for there to be seven games that's i would love for there to be seven games i just want there to be seven games but uh i'm with you uh i think as i as you were talking i was realizing (laughs) this is exactly how i feel uh (laughs) fool me once strike one right but fool me twice strike three and uh i'm pretty sure i'm gonna go with the answer backs on this one i think their (laughs) defensive capabilities are gonna run the show Um, I think that they have uh, more in it They're They have more fight somehow on those intangibles and that sort of some of that mojo. But I do think they're going to have a problem in at least one of the games in Arlington. And that's going to be. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have a problem in both. They could. But I think once they get back to Chase, they'll be okay. I just need them to win one game in
1: Arlington. Yeah, and that's, I think, all they're going to shoot for is shoot for one game in Arlington. If They can get it. They've got the job done there. But even then, they lost both games in Philly, and it looked like it was over. Right. Like, they looked done. Totally. (laughs) Now I'm like, (laughs) I I believe. And and this is the thing, is that the Rangers (laughs) didn't even win a home game last series. No, I know. so. Who's to say, but no, I think, I think the D backs are going to be the ones they're going to get it done. But Brig, I think it's funny though, because you are like good to go either way, because you can say the D backs win now. And if they win, you've got it made. But at the other hand, because you're the way you were talking them up in the preseason, they win. you'd be like, I told you guys. Yeah, you can already say you can already
0: be smug about it. We'll let you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That is my MO anyway. Just be smug about it. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. See, do you see this right here? I'm gonna be smug about it. Okay. (laughs) 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 We'll we'll allow it. Have a
1: leg to stand on this time. (laughs) (laughs) So Brig, I wanna who's your MVP in the series? If the D-backs win it, who's your MVP? Adley Rutschman. Yeah, that's easy. No,
0: Uh, just phoning it in okay <laughs> if the d-backs win i'm gonna give it to um oh wow I just, my brain just threw me a hot take um because the automatic answer is corbin carroll but i think you could pin it on gabby moreno could Marte, or my actual pick is going to be brandon Fott.
1: Oh, you think he's going to be the dude? Okay. Yeah, that's my hot take. So I'm going to give it to Corbin Carroll. Okay. I think he's going to sure. be the guy. He's
0: heating up. Oh, man. He, he, really had, he had
1: kind of a rough go, games one through six. But he came into game seven ready to go in yeah. the NLCS. And I think he's going to come into the World Series ready to go, and he's going to be absolutely on fire. Hitting, I think he's going to get a couple home runs. He's going to knock some singles, steal some bases, make, make some things happen
0: in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be Corbin Carroll. You know who I want it to be, though? Like deep, deep down. Who's that? I so bad want it to be Evan Longoria.
1: That'd be amazing. You know who I so badly want it to be? Who? Paul Seawald. Oh, yeah. Of course. You would. Yeah. I would love it if Paul Seawald yeah, got Yeah. Me. That's another reason I'm cheering for the D backs. I want Seawalt to get a ring. Makes sense. So who? Uh, okay. <laughs> so if it's the Rangers. Who, who's your MVP? If it's squad? the Rangers, I'm going to go Corey
0: Seager. It's going to have to be him. He's the one who got him to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I w- I. would. Uh, it's amazing to me how many former Yankees are on the Rangers squad. Like It's it's, it's astonishing. How many I are mean, there? Nate Evaldi, right. Jordan Montgomery, um, Aroldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking just off the top of my head. I've got a list here somewhere. Uh, Andrew okay. Heaney. He's
1: also. He was terrible anyway, in
0: New York too. Yeah, yeah, real, real, real bad. He was <laughs> real bad. Yeah. So, Brig, I'm curious,
1: who forgets to show up? Because a few years yeah. ago, it was M- Manny Machado was the only Dodger who remembered to show up. He he was
0: right. Yeah, that's a because really good point.
1: 2018. 20. So, who's the guy who forgets to show up and ends up being a
0: problem? That's a fun question. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say. evan carter evan carter forgets he's gonna forget to show up and the other guy that's gonna forget to show up is
1: i don't know it's so this is what carter. i have i have marcus simeon forgetting to show up for the for the rangers and that's gonna really? be a right problem yeah if he yeah. did it would be he i think he forgot that there was a season in august to be honest with you. <laughs> like <laughs> Because he he, had he took a, a
0: siesta, now he's back. He took it's a okay. siesta,
1: yeah, yeah. I think he's <laughs> gonna forget to show up. Um, and then for the D backs, the D backs have a problem with anybody. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Christian Walker offensively. He'll be fine Dude, defensively he, because he's yeah. he's he's on autopilot defensively. He's so good, right? He is. But so, offensively, is I feel like if if he doesn't show up offensively, there could be a little bit of a problem. if there are enough enough guys in that lineup who have been making an impact that it will still be fine because. This was the thing this was one thing that I was noticing towards the end of the uh the NLCS. Is that and Paul Seawald said the quiet thing out loud, right? He yeah. said, You worry about Schwarber, you worry about Harper, but you keep going down that line of boom and Stott are automatic wow. outs. And granted, they showed up to game seven because he said that, but they're the only guys That's who showed up to game seven. It's true after that, right? Yeah. But the D Backs lineup ended up being way deeper.
0: Yeah.
1: As that series got deep. It's true, and so this D backs lineup is a problem top to bottom. Yeah, if you have a guy like Christian Walker doesn't show up, he hits D- like towards the heart of the order. You can you can kind of hide that a little bit, right? But Marcus Simeon, where he's hitting at the top of the order, that could be a problem for them.
0: Yeah, you can't hide that. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> that's so, a great question. Anywho, that's a really. I think, think there's always there's somebody who, who
1: forgets to show up. Right? It's like, oh, <laughs>
0: World Series. That's today. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> uh Taylor Duke is in the house by the way. He's watching. He says he's sorry he's late, but he's very excited about the D-backs. <laughs> he's and got Taylor, the D-backs in 5. He's got them in 5. That's a pretty good that's a pretty hot take actually, but I like it. 22 years for this. Taylor, are you going to find a way to make it to the World Series or are you going to are you going to watch it from home? Neither are problematic answers, by the way, but it <laughs> has been a long time coming and you have been sticking with them. You and Brock have been sticking with them the mm-hmm. whole time. And uh, Pretty you guys lean- years. yeah, it's been lean. They lost 110 games two years ago. <laughs>
1: I know. Yeah. I don't know. And, and last last it, year they lost like what? 45 in a row at one point, something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. The turnaround though, from <laughs> 2021 to 2023 is so historic. The
1: turnaround from 2022 to 2023 has been insane. It's true. Like we thought this was going to be a 500 team this year because of who they were last year, and we're like, oh, they're better this year. Yeah, right. But they cut the dead weight partway through the season. They trimmed some fat, and they said, these are our holes. This is what we need to deal with. Yeah, They fixed the problem. They brought in Seawald, and they said, you know what? We can afford to get rid of Josh Rojas. We can afford to get a Dom can- get rid of Dom zone. So they did. And
0: that's true. It's worked out for him, dude. Were you? Was I the only one worried when Canzone left? I was like, "What?"
1: I was too busy celebrating the the Mariners
0: <laughs> <laughs> to
1: be worried about what was going on down the street. <laughs> his because like, I had just his... I had just seen him in person, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. His you know?
0: first like he's played yeah. for the D-backs for like three hours, right? And everybody yeah. was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then they moved him, and we were like, "Why? Why? What are you doing?" Why? Yeah, they're deep. And now they're they in the World Series. Yeah, it's amazing. And
1: you know what? A guy who we haven't talked about is Lourdes Gurriel Jr. That hair, though. Oh, <laughs> there's a reason they call him Lepina. Uh yeah. He he quietly had a good series, right? Like, made a difference on defense, which is not something we expect out of him. We expect the bat. He had a pretty good, pretty good series out in left field. Saved a couple runs. Um, and then when he needed to, he got hits he did he so really he, did. he could very well be another x factor in this series just quite offensively getting his job done. yeah you know
0: i think it's cool about guriel jr is that uh he's 30 right which puts him uh, up on the the older side of things in the game yeah. and you can tell that he has settled down his maturity levels come through everything is working and he's in his favor right now Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's awesome I, I love I it think so much too. Yep. Yeah. I love it I think he's, he's embraced the
1: role and it's so funny too that when he was when they traded for Dalton Varsho I don't care who you send I'm just <laughs> pumped to have Varsho and then they send him and I bet he was like first off a little bit embarrassed but also probably a little bit disappointed thinking that man this is the piece that we need in yeah. Toronto to get over the top and it, as it turns out Toronto was kind of a mess for a lot of the year and oh really flamed out there at the end. And then now here he is in the World Series.
0: Good for him. I totally agree. But Baseball very family, excited. tell us what you think. Put him in the comments section. Let us know who you got. How many games is it going to take? Who's your MVP for the World Series? And who do you think forgets to show up? Those are the three questions that we want to know going into tomorrow night's game, 8 p.m. on Fox. It's that time of year, Brad. It's the World Series. (laughs) I'm so excited.